episode 58. Welcome to Dharmic Evolution. Hey everybody, I'm your host, James Kevin O'Connor, singer-songwriter, audio-video artist, and master storyteller. And today I am delighted to have Amy Rose from Canada on the show. This woman does it all. She is a superb singer-songwriter, un- unbelievable diva vocalist. Where do you check out the chops on this lady? So strap up your seatbelts and let's go for a ride. All right, Amy, how are you doing today? I'm great. How are you? I'm great. You know, I'm I'm so happy to have another one of my beloved Canadians on the show. I, you know, somebody told me years ago that the most beloved nation in the world is Canada. And I've become a firm believer in that because uh, everybody I meet there is so cool, including you. <laughs> well, that person you were talking to is absolutely right. They they got brains, I'm telling you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The yeah. the Canadians have got so it true. going on. So you're so, in you're in Ontario, right? I am. I'm actually in Barrie, Ontario, which is about uh, 40 minutes uh, north of Toronto. Okay. Okay. Great. And um, you know what is happening with your bad self these days as far as the music world? Are you recording? Are you touring? Are you doing a little of both? Are you writing? What's happening with your bad self? Oh, well, I'm doing a little bit of everything. Uh, we just came back from Nashville about a month ago. Um, we recorded the new single, which is due out January 24th. Um, and uh, I've been doing some songwriting as well. I wrote a few songs, um, as well as we've been doing shows. So we're kind of, we're keeping it really busy. <laughs> it's uh, it's kind of calmed down now uh, for about a week now, and, and I'm hoping it will be that way for a few weeks, and then we uh, get back into promo season where we promote the new, uh, the new single, and we go on the road and we visit stations. So I'm looking forward to that. But uh, right now I'm just looking forward to some downtime with the family for the holidays. Great. You know what? We're going to break in and play a little cut of one of these days. This is Amy Rose. Check this out. Friends drop by to comfort me, but 
I'm not much company for long Oh, I'll get past what was If I live long enough One of these, one of these days I'll be completely over Hey, Amy, that is really, really a beautiful track. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's got Nashville written all over it, but, um, but more so is your voice. Tell me, how did you get to be the diva? <laughs> uh, I don't know how I became a diva. <laughs> You've got that I, I, big voice, you know, really, really powerful and passionate. <laughs> Love it. You know what? I, I actually owe that to my producers because I don't think I would be the artist that I am today without their guidance. Um, that track is the new single that's uh, that's hitting radio January 24th, and it was produced by Grammy Award-winning producer Dale Oliver, who has worked with you know n- numerous people, so many people in the business. I don't think there's a person in Nashville he hasn't worked with. He's done work with Carrie Underwood. Um, you know, Luke Bryan. He you know won a Grammy for the Casting Crown. So you know, there's so many so many awesome, you know, people that he's worked with that, you know, has portrayed back on to me, um, you know, with, with his guidance in helping me, you know, with, with, uh, my sound per se. So, um, take us down the trail of how you got to Nashville from way up, way up in Canada. And, um, you know, I'm sure it was a process that took a, a, a while, but can you just give us like the snapshot, how that happened for you? Well, you know, it goes it goes way, way back. Um, I was 13 when I released my first album. Um, an what took you album. so long? How come you're such a late bloomer? <laughs> She's 13. I know, right? Why am I recording it at five? Yeah, what? You're slow, man. But that's okay. It must be the cold weather that got you up there. It must. It, you know, we had the snowbanks, and I couldn't, I just couldn't get across them. And yeah. you know, I, I, my Etsy was just kind of, you know, secluded, so I really couldn't get there, but I got there. <laughs> you did. I'm telling you. So, yeah. so just to rewind a little bit more, when you were a little girl, like, how did you get connected to music? Somebody in your home, like somebody, like, uh, did you have a relative that you said, "Oh, this is cool"? Absolutely not. Okay. <laughs> None of my parents can sing. I, I don't have anybody in my family that can sing. Actually, if you you talk to my mom, she'll tell you that I got it from her. But really, you don't. You really don't want to be around her when she's singing because she breaks glass. <laughs> <laughs> You know, the parents are always trying to glam the credit in some way, you know, know. she gets it from me that, you know, you gave me the voice, but you know, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) um, Yeah. I was five years old and, um, you know, I've always really loved music. And I mean, I don't remember a time that I, I wasn't singing. Um, you know, my parents were diehard country fans and I'm talking about like the classic country music, Dolly Parton, Tammy Wynette, Loretta Lynn, like that's the stuff that I grew up on. Nothing was played in my house but country. That's all you heard and that's all we were allowed to listen to. So, you know, I just remember singing and humming along to these songs and I was five years old. 
and there is a uh, singing contest in my hometown of Barrie, Ontario. It's called Promenades, and it was a, a singing contest. And I remember I was too young to enter, but we were down there at the at the midway, and I had uh, you know said to my mom, I want to go over and I want to check it out. And uh, we were sitting there, and, and I said, I want to get up and I want to sing. And I'm pretty certain at five years old, I probably pulled a tantrum or you know something because I really wanted to get up and I wanted to sing. And at that point, I don't think my parents even knew that I could sing. They'd actually never heard me sing, just kind of like hum along to the songs. So um, my parents had talked to the judges and, you know, they had humored me and they had said, yeah, you know, she can get up. And, and you know, I was one of the last people to get up. And I sang Tammy Wynette, Stand By Your Man. And it was, I think, that moment that my parents looked at each other and said, okay, there's something here. You right. know, let's work with this. And the rest is history. That's fantastic. Yeah. I mean, it's it's pretty amazing where you are now, where you came from. So you started early. That was really important. So tell me about, um, like, like for you right now, are you like, uh, are you out gigging regionally? Or are you touring? Or like, what's happening with the live thing right now for you? Um, yeah, you were kind of everywhere. I mean, we've been everywhere. But um, right now, we're just kind of staying locally because I'm working on the new music. Um, and I'm also a full time medic as well. So wow, full time mom, a full time medic. So, you know, right now, we've been doing it locally. Um, but in the past, we've been going back and forth to Nashville, we've got, you know, to play CRS week in Nashville and um, the Billy Block show and, you know, just do some amazing stuff and some amazing trademarks. So, you know, it, it's good to kind of just lay low because for for a good year, my life was so hectic you know it was always traveling and um you know the the past couple of years actually is traveling and you know back and forth to nashville to the point where nashville was my second home <laughs> right and it, it does wear on you a little bit especially with all that you have going on so so yeah. tell me about your full-time medic too like what do you do like do you um are you emt or like what exactly do you do so I'm an EFR medic. I'm an emergency first responder medic. Okay. Um, yeah. So I work for a, a local medic company up here, um, you know, doing my thing. And I've been doing that for the past uh, two years. Um, I went back and I got my EFR. So, uh, you know, busy with that. And then I'm a full-time mom to three girls. So, you know, that, that plays a, an important role in, you know, the artist that I am as well, because a lot of my songwriting and, you know, the passion for music that I have comes from these three incredible girls that just, you know, fill it all on me every day. What are the ages? <laughs> I have a 14-year-old, um, I have a 7-year-old, and I have a 5-year-old. So Dana, Olivia, and Ella. Wow. Power to you, girl. And you don't sleep. So you are a superwoman, for sure. <laughs> Sleep is overrated, so I heard, right? Yeah, I think Sleep. it is. Hey, so let's bring some beer. Check this one out. Yeah, Amy Rose. Boys, when they want a girl's attention, it's enough to get her like a man on a mission. Take her out to dinner, in a limousine, shower her with flowers, say the sweetest things. Girls when a boy catches your eyes There's a long list of little tricks that we try Paint our nails, curl our hair Try to decide if we should wear the jeans Or the little black dress We change our mind a million times And when we finally do decide We worry about a few being friends Trust me, girls, I tried it Thank you. 
So tell me about Bring Beer, Amy. Um, Bring Beer is a song that um, actually fell on my lap from uh, a producer that was producing that mix. Um, and he brought the song to me and he had said, uh, I really think that this is your personality and I think that you would really shine with this song. And, you know, we we hadn't done a really fun song since Party Like a Redneck came out. So I listened to the song and honestly, I fell in love with it. I thought it was just classic and it is my personality because I'm, I'm that, you know, that party girl that would totally show up naked. At a party. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. So it all worked out. <laughs> so, so where did you record that in Nashville also? I did. I did. I got to go down to Nashville. Like I said, Nashville has just been my second home. I've been back and forth to Nashville so many times that my passport is kind of getting bored with it. So <laughs> Yeah, that's great. But, so tell me yeah. about um, your experience down there. Like, are you recording on Music Row? We are. We are. We've got to record on Music Row. We've got to do some uh, small independent studios. I mean, like, we've recorded everywhere in Nashville. And I love going down there. Like, I mean, it's it's totally Nash Vegas. That's what it is. Like, it's a city that never sleeps. Everybody is breathing and eating and sleeping country down there. Yeah. I mean, you know, you walk down the strip and just everybody's so enlightened with the music. You know what I mean? Everybody's there because of the music. Yeah. You know, you talk to your your waitress and you're like, you know, I'm from Canada and your your waitress is also from Canada that's, you know, down there working on her music. So, it's just it's a city that I love to go to and, you know, I'm just so happy to be a part of it. Yeah, it's really you're right. I mean, uh I've spent a lot of time down there the last two and a half years or so and uh the conversations everywhere you go, you know, like uh this place I go, you know, I record on a music row also and, and I go to this little place to eat after the sessions and you hear these guys behind you all gathering t around a table and you know, I had about 7,500 hits last month on Pandora. You know, how'd you do? How'd you do? You know, and it's like everybody's eat, sleep, think, breathe, music, music, and it's everyone so plays, you know? So true. So yeah, true. It's and really, really cool. You could be talking to the next big thing and, you know, she's serving you. It's just, it's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible down there. I love it. Love it. And how about the growth of the town itself? We can't call it a town anymore, right? It's like, um, last couple of times I've been down, I said, you know, it reminds me of lower Manhattan now with all the skyscrapers, you know, the uh, the cranes building everywhere, you know? Yeah. Oh, they're building so much down there, but they have to keep the population going because everybody is just, they're going there. That's the it place. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, and that that with uh, with Austin as a uh, as a second, you know, coming up uh, hot and heavy and on the outside corner there, Austin, Texas, becoming another one. So, tell me about your experience growing up in Canada. Did you have like this this thirst and desire to say, "I got to get out of here and and reach out to the rest of the world because I'm feeling this musical spirit and I want to go places"? Did you have that kind of pull? Always. Always, yeah. you know, like like I said, it was, you know, something from a very young age that, you know, just it, it triggered me. And it's I knew, you know, well, everybody else was saying, you know, oh, I'm, I don't know what I want to do or, you know, I want to grow up and I want to be a doctor or a lawyer or, you know, a, a teacher. I was like, I want to be a musician. <laughs> right, right. I want to sing. I want to sing for you. And, you know, and that's what I always knew I wanted to do It is my true passion. And, and though, you know, I, I might have took some time off, um, you know, through the years to kind of, you know, step back and breathe and, um, you know, really find myself. It, it's always lead back to music. So, right. um, so and, yeah, I know it's something that I definitely knew that I wanted to do. And you have been building your career and working hard with all you got going on. You still managed to create really great music. And you received a, um, uh, a one award with the Ontario Country Music Association back in 2013 for nominated for the Rising Star, right? And right, uh, I was nominated. I didn't win. Oh, you didn't? Okay, you <laughs> should have. I didn't win that one. I, well, thank you. Thank you. I didn't yeah. win that one. But um, yeah, definitely nominated. It was such an honor. You know, it's, it's always an honor to be nominated for awards. And, you know, we, we, we've, we've taken a lot home over the years and there were some that we, you know, we didn't win, but you know, honestly, it's just, it's truly an honor to be nominated. Right. And, um, and it's, but you've got a whole bunch of other things going on there too. I mean, you're, you're involved with everything. People know about Amy Rose for sure. And I want you to talk a little bit. I didn't get, I blew past this really quick. One of these days, I love that track and thank you for uh, sending that down. And I want to ask you like, who was on that? Can you tell us, uh, bring us into the studio, tell us on the production, who was playing and, uh, you know, how did it feel cutting that track? Oh, gosh. Well, being in the studio with that song, um, honestly, I've never been so nervous in my whole entire life. I mean, I've been singing for years, and, and I've said that numerous times, and I've worked with many producers over the years, but there's just something about working with Dale Oliver that just gets your stomach all iggly. You know what I mean? Like, right. I, I, you know, we, we drove down to Nashville. Um, we were we got there Saturday, uh, Saturday afternoon, and uh, we ended up going out with Dale. Um, who is the producer and uh, he took us out for dinner and, and we sat down with him and he looked me at he looked me in the eyes and and he said you know Amy there's not many people that can do what you do and in just in that accent and at that point I don't know what happened to me but it made me so nervous that you know when a Grammy award-winning producer looks you in the eyes and says that you know he's not bluffing and it just made me go oh my god what if I what if I'm not as good as what he thinks I am right <laughs> you know so I completely that whole night did not sleep and um you know, my husband was with me and he's like, you're going to be fine. You, you, you're going to be great. You're going to do what you do. It's all going to work out. And we got to the studio the next day. And I mean, I just being in front of him and doing what I do and, and in the studio with um, the engineer uh, was one of the members from Blackhawk. I don't know if you remember them, uh, but they had numerous hits, won numerous awards, country music awards, ACMAs and, um, you know, the process of it. And just, you know, them joking in the studio with me just made me feel at home and I got to do what I got to do and you know, what I love to do. And, you know, it just it worked out. It ended up being an amazing day, an amazing process and everything just worked out great. 
Yeah, the most talented people always make you feel the most comfortable, don't they? Right, I mean, and they never show it. It's not like they ever sit down and brag and go, you know, well, I worked with Luke Bryan or Blake Shelton or, you know, whoever whoever they've worked with because they've worked with practically everybody in the industry, you know. And, like they went on tour with Leanne Rimes and Garth Brooks, and but they never really sit down and talk about it and tell you because, you know, they're just all about the music. They're all about bringing the goodness out you know, yeah. they don't want bragging rights. Yeah, it's true. I mean, and when you are that good, uh, you don't need to have your, you know, have your shingle out all the time. You know, you don't need accolades because you're right. It is focusing on what's in front of you, you know, to make that really good. And I think the best people just embrace that opportunity to um, to uh, lavish their creativity on something like that you're bringing them to say hey this look at the possibilities in front of us let's do something really cool here yeah yeah, yeah so no, it's so, so when true. are you going back as soon as you got home you probably said that to yourself right when am i going oh, back yeah. i gotta get back there again <laughs> It's you know addicting. it, right? Yes, it's worse <laughs> no, than crack. I mean, I haven't worse. tried crack, but it's it's on my <laughs> list, but I just haven't gotten to it yet, you know? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, it's an addiction, right? And, and that's what it is. You know, I'm already having withdrawals. The moment I left, you're right. I was like, I really, I really need to get back there. And, you know, it's come to the point where my husband and I have been talking, and we had said, you know, should we, you know, when is that time to pick up and just move there? You know, and, and we're trying to, we're really trying to just stay in Canada as long as we can to make it, you know, to make it work because, you know, obviously I want my kids to grow up, you know, in, you know, my town of where I came from and, you know, get those Canadian roots. But I'm telling you, it's coming to the point where we're just going back and forth so much that we're just going to have to just give, give in right, <laughs> get right. into the power and just move there. Yeah, I think I think it'll probably just come to you and you'll just, you know, you'll have that day and just say, okay, it's time, let's go, you know. <laughs> yeah. When you know, you know. Yeah, exactly. Hey, just want you to know. Tell me about that song. I'm going to play that in a second. Can you just set that up for us? Uh, why did you write it? What was the, the backstory behind it? Oh, well, I didn't write this one. Oh, this okay. Is, uh, I'm, I'm going to shine some light on this one for sure. Um, this is actually a Backstreet Boy song. Oh, is it? And, oh, okay. Uh, it, it is. It is. It was put on their Millennium album, and it was never released. And a, a, a really good friend of mine is a huge fan of BSB. Okay. And uh, she had said to me, she goes, I really think that you should you know, listen to this song and record it. And uh, at that point, I was kind of on my hiatus because I was—I uh, just had my daughter, my youngest, my youngest daughter Ella, and uh, I kind of listened to it. and I said, "Wow, it, it really is a good song." It was written by Max Martin, um, who who is huge, right? Has had some numerous hits with Kelly Clarkson, Carrie Underwood, Backstreet Boys, and Sync. And uh, I listened to it and I said, "I really love it." So I brought it to my producers and I said, "You know, what do you guys think of this?" And they loved it just as much as I did. So we we went and we recorded it and we cut a country version of it in Nashville, and um, we released it. And we have never we would have never guessed in a million years that it would have gotten the attention that it got because it's still going strong in the UK on charts. Um, I mean, it, it was my first international hit. We we made Music Row with this one. So it just, it ended up being one of those songs where it was meant to be. Awesome. Just want you to know. Check it out with Amy Rose. Looking at your picture when we first met Made me smile that I never forget And nothing I could do could protect me from you I were ever fine, ever fine, 
Gifted girl, that is really, really, really cool. Thank you. I Thank love you so the much. tone of your voice. And, and tell me, who's singing the uh, besides you on the harmonies? I can hear it, they were unusual and uh, just they grabbed my attention immediately. Had a different sound. I loved it, it was really good. Who's on that with you? Uh, Marty B. Croft is one of the backup singers, Glenn Colson and Stacy Gousset, um, which is a, a local female uh, country singer who was a part of Lace, um, the, the big country Canadian band. Oh, so yeah. we had some amazing backups on that song. Yeah, it just, as soon as it came in, right at pre chorus, like it just grabbed me by the throat and said, wow, this is cool. You know, it really, really sounded great. Um, so that song, very. Um, how do I describe it? It's um, just enlightening. It's ethereal. It's very passionate and very, uh, it's just beautiful. Like when you first heard the song, obviously this sounds nothing like the Backstreet version. Correct. Oh, it's completely different. <laughs> <laughs> completely different. Yeah. We went in and we said, you know, how can we countryfy this, but not lose that that great sound? Because I'm telling you, the, the BSB, um, they have done such an amazing version of that song. And, you know, I, I loved it. So I didn't want to fall out of love with it. I wanted to keep it that same, you know, that same spark for me, but countryfy it. And, you know, the Marty B. Croft and Glenn Colson, which are the producers of this song, you know, went in and they did an amazing job at keeping it. You know, I don't even have to talk to them. It's, it's like they can read my mind. <laughs> yeah, that's when you know you're with, with the right producer, when very little has to be said about the track you're working on. You know, like the less discussions is almost like the proving ground to say, hey, we're, we're all in the right camp here. Everybody's, everybody belongs together, you know? Oh, exactly. So true. Hey, can you tell me about your writing process, Amy? Like, what is your, um, first of all, what's your go-to instrument? Uh, do you use piano, guitar? neither do you like to sit in the car and and write like what's what's the best place for you or best environment for you to write it's funny because there's no really particular environment you know a song can just come to me I could be walking down the street and a song would just come to me and I'm like oh geez okay I need a pen I need a paper I need something fast right <laughs> you know um in cases like Party Like a Redneck, um, you know, I wrote that song with my producers at the time, Marty B. Croft and Glenn Colson. And that song is based on my redneck family because I got to tell you, I come from the biggest redneck family there is. Um, <laughs> we're like a cross between Duck Dynasty and Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know I Honey it, Boo Boo, but I love the title. I got to check oh that out. Oh my gosh, you have to watch Honey Boo Boo. It oh. is this, this kid that does pageants. I'm telling you, look it up. It will make okay. you laugh. So, um, so yeah, we're a 
are crossed between there and you know it's funny because a lot of people say well you're from Canada you know there's no rednecks up there well let me tell you I I wrote the book on redneck <laughs> yeah there's rednecks so, uh, everywhere exactly right we breed all around the world <laughs> yeah it's like the Catholics you know the, you, you can't get rid of them you know <laughs> I wasn't going to go down that road, but yeah. <laughs> well, I'm one, so I could say it. Hey, so, oh, well, so there you go. yeah, so you don't have a you don't have a favorite process. It's like when inspiration comes, it just comes. So you carry it notebooks with you, right? And you got oh. your your iPhone with the little microphone on it, or whatever phone, you whatever. Got yeah, you, you gotta totally surround got yourself. I'm, I'm that chick that walks down the street, and I'm like, oh my god, oh my god, there is a hot guy right there. I gotta write a song about that, and then Cowboy Romeo comes out. You know, there's. <laughs> <laughs> it's like that. <laughs> right, right. Whatever it takes, right? Um, yeah, you know, it's funny because uh, that's the best world to be in as a writer, I think, is like when you don't have, I love not having rules because I was never good at following any of them. So I, I think songwriting is such a, a wonderful world to be in because you don't really need any rules. You know, you, anything goes. You can just, whatever it takes to seize that inspiration and craft it into something just just works. Oh, yeah. Like, you going to break up with me? I'm going to write a song about you. Yeah. <laughs> Taylor Swift everything. made her whole career on that, right? Exactly, right? And hey, that's the way to do it. Hey, let me ask you about uh, live performances. Do you like uh, small, intimate things? I mean, from what I hear from you, it sounds like the bigger the room, the bigger the place, uh, because you have a big voice. I mean, you you not that you can't sit there with a piano and a guitar and get really intimate, but do you have a favorite, like which one you like more? Uh, you know, I love doing the big, the big energizer shows. You know, I love just getting into that, you know, that character. Um, you know, it, it's just, it's my. Because you can stretch out, about, right? You can stretch well, out and thing, use right? all your, all your, all your chops, you know? Well, and that's the thing, right? And I just, I love it. I love the energy of the big, big crowds. I mean, nothing, there's no better feeling in the world than, you know, singing your song and having, you know, 10,000 people singing it along with you. Right, right. It's and and you feel that energy. It's like a give and take, right? You're you're pulling it from the crowd and you're giving it right back. Exactly. Yeah, that's something that's hard for <laughs> for people to leave, like even understand. It's like you know the uh, like like let's take um, your children for example. Like when you were first explaining to a friend of yours who didn't have any children what it's like. It's almost like they. They appreciate it, but they gloss over it. They can't really understand it until they experience it. And I think performing is kind of the same thing. Like, you really can't understand that feeling of what that energy level is, that, that give and take. You know, it's like, a, it's like an ocean of, of power that goes back and forth and uh, really special. So, hey, let's play Waiting on Sunshine. Check this one out. To stop loving you How do I go on by letting go How do I pretend I know what to do Deep inside I know that I don't My heart is weak Too tired to sleep I'm in like a day without sunshine, God only knows this way. 
Oh yeah, love that. So give me some, uh, give us some pearls on that one, Amy. Who's on that with you? The Usual Suspects. Uh, yeah, that was a song that was produced by uh, Marty B. Croft and Glenn Colson. Um, and it, they both did back up on that along with Stacy Goosey. Um, and, you know, that song was brought to me and it, it took me all of literally two, two seconds to listen to that song. And, you know, I knew that it was a song I wanted to record. Anybody that's ever dealt with loss or pain, you know, knows, um, you know, that feeling where you can't escape, you can't get you can't get back to that place, you know, where where you're so deep in that the hurt never stops. Right. And you know, I listened to that song and I said, you know, gee, this is a song that that uh, you know really took me out of my element and you know put me in that in that deep dark spot, um, you know, in doing this song. And I, I put a lot of heart and soul into this one. And you know, we released a video for it and and we dedicated it to the troops. Um, you know, so we were just so lucky that the song came to us. Awesome song, very full of passion and emotion. Really, really love it. That's great. Really awesome. Hey, so tell me about um, as you look out at the landscape of the music business and being in it for so long. Uh, what are your thoughts in general? Are you hopeful about the future? Um, you see the glass half full, half empty, and talk a little bit about delivery systems. Like, uh, where do you think we're going? Always a combination of CDs, streaming, etc. The CDs haven't gone away yet. So uh, they pe- keep saying they're going to go away, but they haven't yet. <laughs> what do you think? Yeah. Any thoughts on this? You know, it, it's funny because I've been asked this question a lot. And I think... Um, I think we're getting to the point where I don't think CDs are ever going to go out, just like vinyl. You know what I mean? Like vinyl's never going to go out. It, it, yeah, and it's you know, coming it drifts back. drifts away, but it's coming back. Yeah. And uh, even records, you know. Do you know there's a lot of things where people are like, oh, records will never be seen again. And I've been seeing a lot more of them lately, probably the last year than I ever seen before. Yes. You know, so I, I think everything, everything that people think is going to go away um, it, I don't know if it really truly goes away or, you know, it, I think it's, it's there. I don't think it'll ever go away, but I do think that iTunes and the spoofity and, you know, all of that stuff is taking over. Right. Um, but I, you know, it's, it's like something new will always come out and outshine the old, but the old is always going to be, you know, the best. Yeah. I think, I think, um, some of the younger generations are starting to embrace the idea of it's a social, uh, experience when you know like when I was growing up in the late 60s and 70s you, you took out the album and it was like wow look at the art on this and it was a whole thing you know you took the whole afternoon or the whole night and you flipped it over and you played the other side you looked at the liner notes and the art and it was all kind of a whole cool thing you know so I think some people are experiencing that for the first time and going wow this is uh this is better than just hanging out on the iPhone all day you know Right. And everybody wants to own that hard copy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because once your phone is lost or once your music device is gone, that that song is gone. Right. You know what I mean? So everybody wants to just they want to hold that hard copy. You know, for me, I like I like the albums. I like having the albums. I like looking at them. I like holding them and saying, you know, I'm a product of this. I purchased this, you know, the full thing. Yeah. And you have it in your library for perpetuity, you know, which is cool. Endeavor. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so Not listen. The of the phone. Yeah. Hey, as we're winding down here, Amy, what's the best way we can reach out to you and buy your music and support you? Give us your website, is it? What, what, what do you like? Yeah. 
Yeah, no, if you definitely want to check me out, you can do so at www.amyrosemusic.com. That's www.amyrosemusic.com. Uh, from there, you'll find all of my social media links, my Facebook, my MySpace, my Twitter, um, you know, my Reverb Nation, everything and anything that you want to know about me or do not want to know about me is pretty much on that site. I'm like an open book. You are the queen of social media, I can tell already. <laughs> And, and by the way, we'll have all of those links in the show notes for you people so you can just click the, the logo and everything will be there to, to connect with Amy. Amy, thank you so much for being part of Dharmic Evolution. This was awesome. I love your sound, your music, your writing, your voice especially, and uh, I just want to wish you all the success in the world. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I, I got to say I've been going over, you know, some of your past stuff and you were just awesome. You're like a force to be reckoned with, I tell you. Oh, thank you. That's really sweet of you. Oh, thank you so much. I, like I said, I really appreciate it. I really appreciate you having me and, uh, you know, help me support this album and, you know, getting my name out there. I really just thank you. It means a lot. Amy Rose. Now, did the, did the hair on the back of your neck stand up like when she was singing or was it just me? I mean, she really, she can reach your soul if you allow it unbelievable what a diva and what a nice lady pleasure to have amy on please um you know she's taking nashville by storm so support her by checking out all her links on the show notes that leanne provides you just tap that dharmic logo on the screen and behold all the links are there for you and swing over to dharmicevolution.com check out all the content on the site if you've been on this show you're on that site And um, you can check out my coaching page uh, if you're looking for life transitions or if you're a podcaster new to the space and looking for help, thinking of becoming one, I can help you with that. Also, there are videos, photos, conversation, music downloads, links to all my past guests. And uh, don't forget, the downloads are free, but the content, it's priceless. I'm your host, everybody, James Kevin O'Connor, singer, songwriter, audio video artist, and master storyteller. So until next time, when we meet again... I'll either see you on the socials or see you from the stage.